everybody. So today I'm super, super, super excited because I am going to talk about the elusive pop sugar reading challenge. This is something that I've been referencing literally all year and um, I'm not going to be talking about this year's pop sugar challenge. I will be doing that soon, I think. Um, but I'm actually talking about the pop sugar challenge for 2021. I was anxiously awaiting for this to come out and I feel like they came out a little bit later than normal. Um, I stumbled upon this not last year, but I guess the year before, but it was like too late for me to do it. I stumbled upon this. Um, I think I was in like a, a reading nannies group or something, which I have a love hate relationship with. But um, I stumbled upon this in a group and people were talking about this challenge and it's like a challenge that they put out every year. I don't know how long they've been doing it, but basically they give you, I think there are like 30, there are like 30 prompts and they just tell you like a type of book that you're supposed to read, like a book that you're supposed to find that fits this category or whatever. And then they have 20 prompts that are supposed to be more advanced and those are like a little bit harder. So like theoretically the challenge is like the first 30 and then if you can get to the next 20, like so what? Um, I just like lumped them all together and they were all like, I have to do all of these. Um, I'm like fingers crossed gonna be able to get all of them done for this year. So that's also very exciting. Especially since this is my first year doing it, but um, I have tried to be more inclusive in my reading and it's something that I struggle with because I'm a creature of habit and I like what I like. I typically only used to read young adult books and that was it. <laughs> um, so I have definitely branched out in the last couple of years, but most especially this year because of this challenge. Like wholeheartedly, it is because of this challenge that I have branched out. Um, because a lot of the different books that were on here, um, or the, the challenges that were on here were things, you know, that I had to do some digging to find a book that would fit it because there's not always, you know, a young adult book in all of these categories. So it was definitely tricky to find books that fit into these categories. And I can talk more about that obviously in like when I do a recap for this year, but um, as a whole, I think it's been a lot of fun. I think I love lists more than I love books and making lists of books is like the most exciting thing I think I've ever done. I literally could just like sit and write and rewrite and rewrite book lists and just like be told like, oh, I need you to find a book where the main character's name is Samantha. And it is so fun for me to go down a rabbit hole of like a list of books that have the main character's name in it. And it's just like, that's so fun to me. So that's like a big reason why I really like this challenge is because I think it's so much fun to like go through. It's kind of like walking through a bookstore, like when you're just like scrolling through like Goodreads or Google or whatever, and you're trying to find a book that fits this problem. It's kind of like scrolling through a bookstore and it's like, you just like happen upon this like random book and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so like, I want to read this. Like I didn't even know this book existed and now I'm reading it. And it's like, it's, I can't explain how much fun it is, but it's so much fun. So I basically just spend a lot of time, like I spend a lot of time originally like making this list and then 
essentially what happens is I will read a book and it ends up being a book that I DNF and it was a book that I needed for the challenge. So then I have to go to a backup book and then I have to try to read that one. And like sometimes, especially when the category is kind of tricky, like I will read several books trying to fit this one prompt and um, nothing is working. And so for some of these, I have like a shit ton of options. And then for some of these, I have like no options. And so what what I would try to do is like read the ones where I have very limited options first because something else that happens is a lot of books will work for multiple categories. So I don't want to waste a book that fits in like a very obscure category on a category where I could read something else. And I try, I, I, again, I can go over this like when I do my next one or when I talk about this year's, but I try not to change it. Like I try not to cheat. So if I pick a book for a category, I try to keep it as that. Like if I read a book and I'm like, oh, this was my book for a book that has a pink cover. I try to not like in the future, read another book and then that has a pink cover and then be like, oh, I'll use this so that way I can use that for another one. Like I try to stick to what I say. Like I, I don't know if I was like perfect with that, but um, I try to be like very specific and like if if this is what I'm reading it for, if this is the intention that I'm putting, then this is the one it's going to have to work for. And so then that kind of makes things a little difficult later on if it's like, oh, this actually would have been a really good book for this category and blah, 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 whatever. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the whole entire challenge and I'm going to tell you my plans for the books that I'm going to read or like books that fit this category because that's something else I love is like finding little communities where people talk about what they're going to read for each category and stuff like that. And um, I don't know, I kind of bounced things off of my husband last year, but um like we don't read the same type of books, so that didn't work. But I actually, it was really funny because I was talking to the, one of the kids I nanny for about it. And I was saying like, yeah, I need a book that's like this. And he like immediately, I was like, you know, do you know anything like that or whatever? And I was just like kind of joking. Like I wasn't expecting him to like give me an answer, but he did. And his answer was actually a pretty decent one. So um, I just think it's fun to like see what other people are going to do for it. And I think it's fun to see like, how people make various books work for various challenges and things like that. So I think it's really fun. Um, if you have never done this, which I guarantee everyone that's listening has never done it because I only have like five people that listen to me. Um, if you've never done this, I think that this year is a really good year to try because I think because of quarantine and the pandemic they were very like relaxed on some of these and it's a lot of these are kind of open to your like it's like um there's one about like w something about a job that like you like and it's like well that could be anything so um they I feel like there are a lot of categories that they give you that are um like you kind of decide the category and then all of the advanced prompts all t like I think it's 20 all 20 of the advanced prompts are just about your TBR list, which is your to be read list. So it's almost like they're like, you know what? It's hard year. Like, let's help you out. Let's throw you a bone. Like, why don't you just like pick off some of the books that are on your list and we'll just call it a day. Like, that's kind of what this year seems like to me, especially after doing this challenge this year. Like, I feel like 
um, the challenges on this list are a lot easier and they will be um, probably more enjoyable to fulfill because they'll be books that I'm able to read um, because I want to and not because I am branching out and whatever. Um, something I do like is I feel like they try to call to important topics or they try to um, purposely give you prompts that are going to be challenging or are going to be um, outside of, you know, maybe the everyday person's comfort zone or whatever, or they like highlight important issues and things like that. So like this year um, in 2020, one of the challenges was a book by a person who is transgender or non-binary. And I think that that is, um, you know, not something that everybody has on their like book list or whatever. Like, you know, you, it's not something that you necessarily think about. Like I'm not thinking about the gender of the people that I'm reading. Typically, I typically read books by women, but I'm not like, I'm not focusing very hard on like the gender or the sexual orientation of a person. Um, so I think that when it's specifically is saying like, oh, like someone who's like non-binary, it's like, okay, like I have to actually think about like people's um, genders or um, pronouns and things like that. And it's like um, not something that I like typically would focus on. And to be completely honest, there's not a wide range because they're an under, is it not underserved, they're an under um, promoted market, I would say. And it's the same thing for like books by black women and books by people of color and things like that and whatever. So, um, you know, there are things on this list for 2021 about like the Black Lives Matter movement and um, things like, I don't know, I just think they, I think they kind of highlight various um, social justice issues and various things that um, you should call your attention to, things that you should, you know, if you're being inclusive in your reading, you're going to be reading from these kinds of people anyway. And so it's something that um, if you're, if you're not reading from every sort of possible category that you could possibly reading um it sort of gives you the opportunity like hey just so you know you should be reading at least one book a year from this type of person or from this type of person or from this like or whatever so I think that it does a very good job of kind of um putting that into perspective at least for me because again I typically read young adult books and young adult books are mostly by like white women so um there's not a huge variety in what I'm reading and I don't think I did as well as I wanted to about inclusivity this year. Um, I think that I had like really high hopes for it and then I think we had a lot of stuff happen. I think you can honestly just do the best that you can um, in this climate right now but um, we had a lot of stuff happen over the second half of the year and so I think I was just like reaching for like creature comforts again and I was just reading pretty basic white women books and things like that. So um, I think I, I had high hopes. I don't think I did as great as I wanted to, but I do think that I still read enough diverse books by enough diverse authors. And um, I think a huge, huge, huge part of that goes to this challenge because if it were not for this challenge, there is no way that I would have picked up some of these books. And it just like, it literally pulls all these books from the most obscure parts of the earth. And um, 
I'm so, so happy and it makes me so excited. So I'm going to um, kind of explain my ideas for the challenges and my thoughts about the challenges. And um, I encourage anybody that's listening to try to do it as well, even if you can only do some, even if you can only do like the basic ones, or even if, even if it only gets you out of your comfort zone a smidge, even if you only read one book that's maybe not typical, um, I still think it's like exciting and fun. Even if you just make a list of books, even if you're like, yeah, maybe, and you make a list and then you don't do it. Like, I still think it's fun and I encourage anybody to try. Um, It brings me so much happiness. It really does. If there are any type two wing ones out there, I feel like making book lists is literally the best thing that you could possibly do. So um, this is my hope for you, my challenge for you that you try to do this um, in the year 2021 as well, because you know, where else are you going? You're not going anywhere. You're not doing anything. We're going to be hunkered down for a nice long while because you know, the world is bananas right now. So, um, I'm going to explain all of my ideas for the different books and you know, you can tell me yours as well. If you decide that you're going to do it. So the first prompt, and I'm pretty sure this was the first prompt on the last year's one, or this year's one. It's it's kind of hard because I'm talking at the end of the year about next year, but I'm also talking about this year that's happening now, but it's the end of the year, so it's like, eh. Um, the first one is a book that's published in 2021. So this was another prompt that was on the prompt for 2020. It was a book that was published in 2020. And I ended up reading a ton of books that were published in 2020 that fit prompts for this list. So... In my mind, I know for sure I'm going to read a ton of books in 2021 that are published in 2021. That's something that I don't think I ever paid attention to was when books are coming out sort of thing. I think it was just like a matter of if I went to the library, if I went to the bookstore, if I ordered off of Amazon, if, you know, I had a random friend talk about a book. Um, but I was never up on like the hot new thing, like, or the, the, the book that was like coming out like next month sort of thing. It's my goal this year. It's a big goal because I don't have a large Instagram following and I'm still not going to like probably put myself out there because I just like don't stick to things very well and I'm not trying very hard, but it would be really cool to get an, an advanced reader copy of a book, like a book that comes to you before it comes out for like the masses. Like I think that would be so cool. And I follow all these people on bookstagram that have these like amazing accounts and they get sent like 12 books a day. Like they get sent so many fucking books. Like it's insane. It's almost sickening. It makes me sad. Um, but they're just like killing the, the, you know, bookstagram world or whatever. Like my pictures aren't good. My stuff is not good. I don't post every day. I only post I have a beef about posting. This is like so not related to this at all. I have a beef about posting when you post just to post. Like I typically only try to post when I finish a book or when I have a big stack of books. Like that's pretty much the only time I post. I don't like people that post just to post. I just think it's like kind of slimy. I don't know. I get that that's the world we're living in, like the influencer world, so it's whatever, and that's why those girls all have all these advanced reader copies, and I don't, but I don't think I'm ever going to have a strong Instagram game on Bookstagram, but um, it is a dream to be sent uh, an advanced reader copy, but 
It's also called ARC in the biz, but you know. <laughs> anyway, so I have very high hopes that I will read tons and tons of books that are published in 2021, but the one that comes to mind specifically is You Have a Match by Emma Lord. I read Tweet Cute by Emma Lord um, at the beginning of the year, I think, and it was maybe one of the cutest young adult books I think I've ever read. Like, it was so, so good. So I think I saw fairly soon after I read that, that she had a book that was going to be coming out in 2021. And I was like, oh my God. And I was so excited. So I literally don't even know what it's about. I have it pulled up right here. It says something about DNA. So I think it's like, she's, she finds out she has a younger sister or something. I don't know. I don't care. I just love Tweet Cute so much that when I saw that she was going to have another book come out, I was like, okay, done. Um, I don't know if like Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen are going to come out with another book, but I feel like they have a book that comes out every year. Um, I really like them. So I would be happy to read another book by them this year. Sherry Lapina, I think has a book that's coming out this year. Cause she has a book that comes out like once a year. I don't know how these bitches can just like pump out a book every single year, but, um, so Josie Silver, I didn't like one of her books, but I liked another book. So I did, there's just a lot of people that like, they kind of consistently come out with books. So, I mean, I think that there's a, there's a huge possibility that I'm going to read a ton of books that are coming out in 2021. So I could have a massive list of this, but I decided instead to just put one because I have no doubt that I'm going to read multiple, but I just think that putting one is just like enough for now. Um, for 2020 I made a list of like I don't know like 12 books or something that were coming out and I really do think I read like half of them so um and I I mean obviously the rest of them I still want to read so I think it's just like there's anytime a new book comes out it's like if you're able to put out a new book and like get it like published and all this stuff in this like society when like you know, the internet is the thing and like people aren't reading books and stuff the same way. Like if you're able to put out a book, like it's probably worth reading in my, in my opinion at this juncture. Um, so anybody that's putting out a book in 2021, I think their book's probably going to be worth reading. That's just my opinion. So the second prompt is one of those that I was saying is like, you know, trying to be like very trend on trend. Um, it is an Afro futurist book and I had to Google what this meant because I didn't know. Um, and I still don't know that I actually know, but I think it's literally like if you break down the word Afro futurist, it's, um, a futuristic type of book, like a sci-fi book almost that is about black characters. Um, so I guess it has to be even more specific because, um, you know, a lot of times when you're reading fantasy or sci-fi or whatever, it's, it's white people, it's never black people. Um, so I think that to put like a very specific label on, um, a genre of just books that are about black characters in that way, I think is helpful because I think that more than likely if I was told to read a futuristic book, I'd probably pick a book and it was probably going to be about white people. So, um, I think that it's helpful that there's this, um, extra special, like, kind of label for it. Um, and this could have been around for a while, and this is just me talking out of my ass, so I don't know how long this category of books has been a thing, but this is my first time ever hearing it, so, um, either that's very telling, or, um, it's kind of like a newer way to, like, encourage people to read them. I'm not sure, but either way, I think it's great and important. Um, 
that I have two on here because to be honest I'm not sure how this genre is gonna go I am like super hit or miss with fantasy lately and like sci-fi and like all of those kind of books so um like we'll, we'll see I I didn't want to put too many on here because I think it's honestly gonna be what I'm like in the mood for but I have an unkindness of ghosts by River Solomon on here and I'm not a hundred percent sure but I kind of think that River Solomon might be transgender because I kind of think I had an unkindness of ghosts on my list for transgender books or a book by a transgender author. So I'm not entirely sure if that's the case, but um, I also didn't really read through these very much because I don't like, okay, so this is something that kind of fucks up my whole like um, finding a book that fits a prompt sort of situation is I don't typically, I have found in the last year, I don't typically read what a book's about before I read it because I feel like it almost gives it away. So I feel like I just kind of like go in like willy nilly with books. And then sometimes that's why I DNF books so much because it's like, oh, well, if I would have read what it was about, I would have realized it was, you know, historical fiction or this or that or whatever. And then I would realize that I probably wouldn't want to read it. But um, I don't always do a great job with that. And so I end up reading books that I'm like, mm, yeah, I probably wouldn't have liked this if I would have paid attention. But I also just like don't, I don't want to know too much information. And I feel like sometimes the synopsis gives you way too much. Like this has like three, three paragraphs in the synopsis. Um, all I did was kind of scroll and I saw like, ogre monster um something about a space vessel and like I was like okay sure done um I also have on here the galaxy game by Karen Lord and this has like a fun cover it's kind of like a sparkly like alien looking situation um this says something about physnic power Fizzonic something, I don't know. It's like a totally weird, like, this is like a completely different world. I don't know any of these words. It's like so confusing. Um, but it seems to be like a beloved, like, series or something. Maybe it's not a series. I think it might be a series. Um, but anyway, so there's a massive list of these. Like, there's a ton of these different kinds of books. So I think that I will definitely find one, if not many, that I will enjoy. Um, but this is definitely a brand new category for me, for sure. The next category is a book that has a heart, diamond, club, or spade on the cover. I literally just now reading this saw that it said club as well. I kept thinking it was so weird that it just had a heart, diamond, and spade. I was like, what about a club? But I didn't see club. And I literally just now reading it saw club for the first time. So there are a ton of ways that you can go with this. I don't know a lot of books that have like a spade on the cover or a club on the cover. But I'm sure there are a lot of diamonds on covers. And then obviously hearts are like endless. Like you can find a heart on anything. So the amount of like options for this like category I think are pretty much endless. Um, I just off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure Molly's Game, which is a book I read this year, has 
one of those on the cover and that was a really good book so if you want to read that that works um but I have just a few because I know that this category could get totally out of hand I would have like way too many I have this lullaby by Sarah Dessen I've read a bunch of Sarah Dessen books and I like that they all kind of are in the same universe and they all kind of intertwine and it's kind of just like a personal goal of mine and it kind of has always been a personal goal of mine to like read all of Sarah Dessen's books so um I assume at some point I will um, read through all of her books. I'm pretty sure that this book is actually super thin and it's only like, you know, 60 pages or something. I'm pretty sure this is a very small book. So um, I don't really know anything about it. It seems like it's something about her mother. Like there's something like, I don't know. But um, yeah, Sarah Dessen book can't go wrong in my opinion. Um, even though her books aren't always great. It's like, you know, you win some, you dim some. But I don't ever regret reading a Sarah Dessen book, even if they're not great. Um, The Sky is Everywhere by Jandy Nelson. Um, this is something about um, someone's sister dies or something. And it's like about dealing with like that kind of heartbreak, which sounds like a good cry that, you know, everyone could use. And then for um, Diamonds, I have The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. This has been on my TBR for, like, ever. <laughs> I feel like I keep, like, switching it out for different things. Um, I have no idea what this is about. Um, something about she keeps dying until she finds her killer or something. No idea, but it just always looks good. So, I always got this one and The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, like, kind of mixed up. So I don't really know what it's about, but um, it has diamonds on the cover, so there you go. It kind of gives me, like, 20, like, 1920s vibes. It's, like, Gatsby, like, it's, like, a Gatsby cover to me. But anyway, it's got, like, a diamond on the cover, so it works. And there's, like, tons of other books um, that obviously have these, like, symbols that you could use, but um, these are just, like, the few that I picked. The fourth prompt is a book by an author who shares your zodiac sign. And this one I think is super, super fun. This is kind of like a book that's published during your birth month or like a book with a character that has your first name. Like this is very specific to you. So everybody's answer for this is different. I'm a Pisces. I was born February 20th. So also like shout out to Pisces because Pisces are the best. Um, <laughs> I had to find an author who had a Pisces sign and um, it's kind of difficult to find, it's actually, it's not difficult to find, but it's difficult to find curated lists of Pisces. So something I saw somebody recommend is that you literally just put in authors that you like until you find one that has your horoscope, which I think is kind of a good way to go. Um, I can't remember how I came across mine. I think it was a mixture of the two, but I found some gems. So um Sarah J Moss who wrote the court of blah 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 like a court of thorns and roses like that whole series which I'm intending on finishing um I don't know if I will finish it like the well actually I'm not going to finish the series but um there's a book I'm hoping to read this month in December and then um there's like more books and there's like a book coming out next year and like whatever. So, um, I assume I'll probably read a book by her next year. I think she's kind of actually a last resort because I need her for another category, I think. But, um, I th like she's a Pisces. Um, Alice Hoffman who wrote the Practical Magic series is Pisces, which I think is fun. So those books, um, I've read Practical Magic, but I haven't read the two like prequels, 
which I typically try to read. I just, <laughs> they give me witchy vibes. So I try to read those in October. So that could potentially be a book I read in October next year. Um, but she is a Pisces. She also wrote Aquamarine, which I didn't know was a book, but my sister and I used to love the fuck out of that movie. My sister more so than me, but it was something that we always watched together. So, um, I would be interested in reading that book. And then another author, Douglas Adams, um, he wrote The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And I have no idea what this is about other than something about taking place in space or something. Um, but something I always look at when I go to like Barnes and Noble or something is those books that are like hard cover, um, like leather bound classics or whatever. Um, I, when I was like, I don't know, 12 or something in elementary school, my dad signed me up for this like book club where I got one of those every month and it was like leather and it's like gold pages. And I'm pretty sure I haven't read any of them. I've read of mice and men. That's it. Um, I have a ton of them and I've never read like any of them. So, uh, that's always on my like to-do list, but they're just like very old books. They're classics and they're very long and like, they're just kind of tedious looking. So I've never read any of them. I just think they're very pretty and they look very nice on bookshelves and I always like want them for like Christmas and things. But anyway, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy has like a version of that. So, um, I don't know when this book was written, but it's published 2007, but it's like good enough or like classic enough that it has like one of those covers. So I think it's interesting. So that's always something that's in like the back of my mind is like to check out that book at some point. So who knows, maybe I'll do that this year. The next prompt is a dark academia book. And this is like an aesthetic that like people all over like Instagram, Pinterest, like whatever, like this is like such a thing, but it's basically centered on like higher education and um, like gothic architecture and like romance and like death and like whatever. It's just like kind of like dark, spooky, like very dark colors, like neutrals, like flannel, um, like black lipstick, like kind of grungy, like that's dark academia. So I have a massive list and I'm not going to even go into detail on what these books are because they all just are this essentially like similar versions of the same. Um, so I have like The Secret History, If We Were Villains, Truly Devious, Bunny, Dead Poet Society, A Deadly Education, Deadly, A Discovery of Witches. This book list could go on and on and on and on and on. And that's like one of the things I love about um, this thing is like I could literally just like make an entire to be read list for the year of 2021 with just books that fit this category because there's just so many and it's just like such a different um like genre I feel like I feel like I don't I I don't feel like I've read like a ton of books that fit this category if any I don't know I can't think of any off the top of my head but I'm sure I have but I just think that it's just such a fun like kind of vampy dark probably if I've read like probably like twilight books maybe maybe not um Maybe actually the Vampire Academy series probably absolutely fits this. Um, if you have not read the Vampire Academy series after me preaching about it for years and years, please, please, please make sure that that is on your 2021 list. There's like six books in the series and it's incredible. It's my favorite. I love it. Please do it. 
The next category is a book with a gem, mineral, or rock in the title. I feel like there should be a lot of these, but I was not finding a lot that seemed interesting to me. Um, there's a lot that say like heart of glass or something. And then it's like, they look like, um, the fantasy books that like middle-aged women read, if that makes any sense. And that's not something that I'm interested in. So, um, literally all I have on this is the fellowship of the ring because like, it's kind of been a goal of mine to read the Lord of the Rings books because I'm a super nerd and I've never read them. I used to have them when I was like in middle school or something and I started the Hobbit and I was like, why can't I get through this? And then like nothing ever came from it. But I've seen like half of the movies. Like I was interested. Like I always shipped like Legolas. Like he was my like, you know, high school crush or middle school crush or something. I don't know. Um, but I've just never like read them. And I feel like they're just like such a like cult classic that like, I feel like I probably would like them if I got through them. Um, so I have that on here. And then I also have A Court of Silver Flames. A Court of Silver... Oh, Silver. I see. I was like, what the fuck does this do? A Court of Silver Flames. So this is one of the Akator books, like A Court of Thorns and Roses. This is what I think I will end up reading for this prompt, honestly. So I hope I get through the rest of those books. Even though I love that I'm talking like, oh, I can't read to... I can't wait to read like the next four books in the series when I was like, this book is garbage. I just, I guess I just trust, <laughs> just trust Bookstagram that it's gonna get better. The next category is a book where the main character works at your current or dream job. So I could easily find a book about a nanny because that's like a thing, but I kind of feel like I've read all the books about nannies. Um, I actually picked like books that they work in like a bookstore or something because honestly, like that's probably like the goal or of someone that's an author, like that would be, um ideal to me like just write books read books like whatever all day even librarian would work so I know there's a ton of books that work for this um I have Little Women on here because that's a book that I've only read the abridged version I've never read the whole thing and potentially I would read that this year so this wouldn't even count um I always try to read it in December and that never happens so um potentially I could read it this year and then I won't be able to use it in 2021 but um like that's always on there because Joe is a writer. Um, the 13th Tale, I have no idea what this is about, but it's something about like she is a writer or she works in a bookstore or something. I don't really know. And then Lolita, which I also don't know anything about, but this is like one of the books that like everybody's read or everybody knows about or whatever. Um, apparently he wrote this book in like 56 days, which is like super impressive. Um, but I guess this either applies to being a writer or a book read I don't know something something and um so that's on the list but there are a ton of books like I read a ton of books this year about people that worked in bookstores or people that were authors or people you know things like that so I that is like an endless like category honestly um another option is like fucking stay-at-home mom because a bitch would love that <laughs> so I don't know um and I know that there are a ton of books that are in that genre or like situation as well so we'll see um, the eighth category is a book that has won the woman's prize for fiction. This one is going to be rough because this looks like none of the books that I want to read. Um, I have on here a couple, it, an American marriage, Hamnet, the song of Achilles, and we need to talk about Kevin. 
I'm thinking that either Hamnet or The Song of Achilles will be the way that I go. Um, I don't really know what any of these are about, but Hamnet, I think, is like a retelling of Hamlet. And then The Song of Achilles, I don't know, some sort of Greek mythology retelling sort of something I've had an American marriage on my TBR for a while as well um but I couldn't tell you what that's about an American marriage I guess I don't know um so we'll see what I do with that I saw a bunch of people saying like none of the books on here interest me or I won't already read the ones that interest me because it only goes back so far um this is another example of them doing a really good job of like highlighting something important women's prize for fiction it's like strictly women it's women in fiction, obviously, and I just think that um, it's like, you know, a good, it's like a good category, like let's support women writers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but that being said, I feel like typically books that win awards like this are kind of stuffy and they're not really my thing. So I think something I might do, which might be cheating, but this is how I'm going to make it work for me, is to look at the people that were nominated, like the books that were nominated, because I feel like I might find something in those. Because again, this only goes back to like the 70s or something. So there's not a whole lot of like options to work with here. You would think that I could find something, but we'll see. This is a prime example of a situation where I probably need to try to start this one first. I probably need to read one of these books first because this is going to be a difficult category for me to achieve. So if I'm not careful, if I end up reading one of these books for a different prompt for whatever reason, I might screw myself out of being able to do this. So this is a prime example of like probably should put this like at the beginning of the year and try to figure out how to make it work as soon as possible because a lot especially because so many of these other ones are so easy or like come naturally to me this one is going to give me some trouble so I probably need to do this like earlier on I'm making it sound like work it's really not work it's really fun it's just like organized fun which is all I can ask for Okay, so the next couple of categories are kind of self-explanatory, so I'm not going to go super into detail. Honestly, a lot of these are self-explanatory. So um, prompt 10 is a bestseller from the 1990s. This could be literally anything. I have on my list Paradise by Toni Morrison, Tuesdays with Maury, which I think I've maybe read by Mitch Albom, Game of Thrones, and The Virgin Suicides. I wanted to watch that movie, and I've never seen it for whatever reason. Like, it's always, like, in the back of my mind to watch that movie, and I haven't seen it. So, um, I think it's, like, there's, like, a bunch of sisters. There's, like, five sisters or something, and they're all, like, I don't know, like, scandalous. I don't know. Um, Game of Thrones, I've, like, tried to read so many times because I know that everybody, like, loves those books. I've, like, the first one is essentially the whole entire first season like it is like word for word the same but for some reason I always get stuck like halfway through and I stop I don't know why I cannot make it over the halfway hump even though I loved Game of Thrones like the end was trash but I loved Game of Thrones and so it's always been like something that I want to see like where it went different or wrong <laughs> and um so that's kind of always in the back of my head I had it on my list this year for like I think a book with a map or something but I just like can never get through like more than halfway so and the books are thick like the books are so thick and it's like very like nerdy boy kind of books so we'll see 
Um, the next prompt is a book about forgetting. And I feel like this has kind of been a popular thing in the last, like, 10 years or so. I have We Were Liars, What Alice Forgot, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, and Still Alice. One of these books, maybe it's What Alice Forgot, is a book that was made into a movie with Julianne Moore, who I really like. So I kind of want to, I kind of want to read that. Um, I think that's the one written by Leanne Moriarty, or maybe it's Still Alice, one of them, and it like seemed like a good book. So we'll see. The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, I may read before the end of this year. This is like shook bookstagram across the board right now. It's like supposedly really good. Although I don't typically like historical fiction. It's kind of historical fiction-y. It's kind of like historical fantasy is what I heard. So we'll see. Um, I don't know how well I'll do with that. But it's it's supposed to be like this incredible amazing book. So we'll see um, if I don't read it before the end of the year like maybe I can read it next year um the next one is a book you've seen on someone's bookshelf this could be literally any book I'm assuming because I have seen a lot of bookshelves being on bookstagram so um again I say I'm on bookstagram but I'm really not on bookstagram no one follows me on bookstagram it's just like a place for me to keep track of all the books that I see other people reading and it's a place if I followed all these people from my regular account they would just get lost because there's other people that I follow um and I like there's you know like fashion bloggers or like whatever there's people I want to see like their stories and things on my regular account so I have a completely separate account and it's strictly just so I can see just straight book people um, again, it would be like a dream to like do well on bookstagram and then like get sent like advanced reader copies, but you know, that's just like a, a Pisces pipe dream. It's fine. So anyway, I've seen a billion fucking bookshelves, so I could literally pick any book and it would be on someone's bookshelf. It's like really not. I saw a lot of people in this group I'm in, they were like, here, I'm just going to post a picture of my bookshelf. So hopefully it helps you with that prompt. <laughs> it's like, could we cheat anymore? So this is a super easy one as well. It's like you literally just pick something and more than likely you've seen it on someone's bookshelf before. Or you seek out people's bookshelves and you find someone that has that bookshelf. It's very simple. The next one is A Locked Room Mystery. This um, is another one like Dark Academia where I could do an entire year's worth of books about this. This is like essentially like the thriller genre has like taken off with this I feel like so I have a bunch of these listed I'm not going to go into detail but the woman in cabin 10 I own that book I bought that book as soon as it came out and then I just like never read it so there's that the hunting party which is I think the hunting party is by Lucy Foley who wrote the guest list and I didn't like the guest list so I'm not entirely sure I would like the hunting party but it's on here. They All Fall Down, Murder at Grand Raj Place, The Last, The Dying Game, No Exit, which No Exit episodes are my favorite. So to read a book that's No Exit would be like great. I don't think this is like the original No Exit. I think No Exit was like a play. Um, who was it by? A play by some somebody, somebody of importance. And um but this book seems to be like very like the epitome of a no exit. No exit episodes are the best. And then the last time I lied, there's a zillion of these. So you could find literally any, like literally any. Um, the next one is a book set in a restaurant, which I feel like this is going to be hard because I don't want to read the book that everybody recommends is like the something Anthony Bourdain, um, 
something about Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain, Tales from a Kitchen or Tales from a... So, I don't know. That was the first thing my husband said when I said that. He was like, oh, this, da, da, da. But um, I, if it weren't for my husband being in restaurants, I would not even know who Anthony Bourdain was. I have no desire to read like, oh, Kitchen Confidentials. That's what it's called. I have no desire to read like books that are like biographies about kitchen people. That just does nothing for me. Cooking does nothing for me. Food does nothing for me. It's just not a thing for me. Um, so I'm going to have to find something that's like actually in a restaurant. You know what, um, what happened, what happened to goodbye by Sarah Dessen, I think, is that what it's called? I think that's what it's called. That is set in a restaurant. I've already read that, but if somebody else is doing this, um, that book was cute and her dad just like does what I think Tommy would have been fantastic at. And he just goes in and like fixes all the problems in restaurants. So they just like jump from place to place kind of. And so they're not in there for very long, but um, it takes place basically in their restaurant. So actually, I might need to scout out some Sarah Dessen books because I think that a lot of hers kind of take place in like diner type situations. I guess any book with a diner in it would work, which there's a ton of those. So I can try to find one of those. Um, any book, I, I don't know, I feel like, like I just read that one that takes place in like a Waffle House, the... Um, John Green, what was that? Let It Snow. Like, that book is, like, all in a Waffle House. So, I think, actually, this is going to be easier than I thought it was. I thought it was going to be hard because the only books that came up were Sweet Bitter and A Faux Love Story, like P-H-O, or A Fuh Love Story. Is that how you say it? I don't know. I'm not cool. And then this was the book that my nanny kid recommended to me, which was Save Me a Seat, which was also on my radar for, like, middle grade books. Um, but it takes place in a lunchroom, like a school cafeteria. He read it. He said it was good. So, um, it's kind of stretching it a little bit, but it's still kind of the same, you know, it's the spirit of the rule kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I guess there's probably a lot more than I anticipated and I just need to find one. I think a diner book would probably help like just to strictly find something that takes place in a diner. So I'm sure I'll be fine. That, that'll that be no big deal. I actually probably read a lot more books that take place in restaurants than I think. Another one, the first one that came to mind, I think it's called The Dinner List and it's by Rebecca Sorrell. I don't like her writing. I didn't like um, In Five Years and I didn't like The Dinner List. I DNF The Dinner List, but um, it takes place in a restaurant. And it's like, if you could have dinner with five people alive or dead, who would they be? It's based off of that, which the idea was great. Um, there was a really good quote from it. It was something about divorce. It was like the secret to not getting divorced is, or the secret to a happy marriage or a long marriage or something is neither person wanting to get divorced at the same time, which I think is hilarious because that's kind of true. Um, it's always about like the give and take in a relationship and like when you're not feeling things or like when you're not doing great, like the other person needs to carry the weight and vice versa. So it's like, I might hate my husband, but, like, he has to, like, love me extra hard on those moments and, like, you know, vice versa. So I just, like, I really liked that, and I appreciate the idea. I think that she has incredible ideas for books. In Five Years was an incredible idea. Like, the concept was so good, but the execution was terrible. And I guess that was maybe how I felt with the dinner list. Like, it was just boring, and I didn't like it. But, like, the idea to write a book about the five people that you would have dinner with, that's so fun because everybody has that list, you know? So um, I think I will be fine. And I think there are probably a lot more books than I realize that have restaurant settings, which is fun. Because I like, I mean, I like restaurants. I just don't like, I don't know. 
I'm gonna stop. The 15th prompt is called a book with a black and white cover. It's called a book is a book with a black and white cover. Um, I think probably the number one book that I'm gonna try to read for this is the Barack Obama book that just came out, A Promised Land. I started listening to the audiobook because, of course, it's like, you know, read by the author sort of thing. And it is like 33 hours of audio. Typically audiobooks are like 10 hours. It's like an 800-page book or something. Barack Obama had the time. He was like, we're going to do this. Um, so I started listening to it. I think I only listened like eight hours, though. And then, like, my thing is expired because I didn't listen to it consecutively. Because the problem is, I, as much as I love Barack Obama, he talks about a lot of things that I either don't understand or don't care about, even though I probably should. But he talks about, like, policy things and this, that, and whatever. And, like, that's just not what holds my attention. So I have to listen to it in smaller doses than probably any other book. And I always listen to books at like two times speed, but because it's Barack Obama, like I want to listen to his voice. I don't want to listen to his chipmunk voice. So, um, it's going to take all of 33 hours to get through that book. And that's just tedious, but it has a black and white cover. It is stunning. He is stunning. Love Barack Obama. Um, some other books I have, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. I think I started this book at one point with the kids and it kind of got weird so we didn't keep reading. But there's like a lot of books in this series so I assume it's good. There was like a movie I think made off of it. So I'm interested in reading it and seeing like what the hubbub is about but I just haven't caught through it. Another one is The Night Circus which this one I've had on my list for like ever and I haven't gotten to and I have a feeling I just don't want to read it so I just might not read it and that is what it is but I think that's gonna be it's like sort of similar to the Lonely Hearts Hotel that I was talking about where it's like there's a boy and a girl and they like run away and join the circus and their lives are depressing and who knows I have my dark Vanessa on here which also could fit for I think well, no, I guess not. I was going to say for Dark Academia, but I don't think so. Um, I don't know what that's about, but there it is. The Whisper Man. I think that's like a scary book, so that probably isn't going to be something I read, but I have it on here just in case. Um, this is probably my most shameful category, a book by an indigenous author. I am going to have trouble finding a book for this, I think, and I feel guilty as shit that it's that difficult for me. But I just like what I like and I just don't see what I like in this category. So I feel like a shithead. But um, I think that this is going to be kind of tricky. I, there's a book that's called Bury My Heart at Chuck E. Cheese's. <laughs> I have no idea what it's about but it just sounded funny. And then Rain is Not My Indian Name. I think that's like a middle grade book. I honestly might have to read a middle grade book to fit this prompt. Because I feel like anything else is just so like almost historical fiction-y and just kind of like heavy or just kind of like um just not entertaining to me um and I truly truly hope that it's not just because I just don't identify with indigenous people because that's really shitty but I I just like I couldn't find anything that I was like uh, I don't know so if anybody has an idea, if anybody's read an indigenous author book that's like a young adult book, that's like a fantasy book, like let me know, tell me all about it, what's your favorite. Um, but just like as of right now, I I don't have like great expectations for this category. I'm kind of worried, 
but I'm hopeful that I will find something because Indigenous authors need love too, and I don't want to um, disclude anybody's work from this project. So um, we'll see. The next prompt is super fun. It is a book that has the same title as a song, which I love. I love music, If which I honestly don't think I've talked about music at all on this podcast, and that's going to have to change in 2021, but I love music. I love lyrics. I am like a lyric bitch. Encore is my favorite game. If you've never played Encore, it is like you get a word and you have to sing a song with that word and you go back and forth until no one else can do it and I can go all fucking day. It's the best game there ever was. Um, nobody will ever play it with me because I'm always like, I, I never lose, like ever. Um, my dad is the same way, so like we are always trying to get people to play and we always have to play on opposite teams, which is not fair, but it's literally my favorite game in the entire world and people will never play it with me because... <laughs> I'm good and it's just not fun because I have songs in my head for days. That's the only thing I can remember. Um, a lot of people can remember like movie quotes or like actors, um, you know, more important things, historical things. Um, my husband can rattle off like so much stuff, but like the one thing I have him on is lyrics, like song lyrics. Um, a song can come on, I can hear the first note and I know exactly what song it is kind of thing. Like I, music is my shit. Um, So I love this category and what I wanted to do with this category is not only read a book that looks interesting for me that's like young adult or whatever whatever but also that's a song that I know or a song that I like um which I guess this one I don't like so I don't know why um anyway the first one I have is I Believe in a Thing Called Love by Maureen Goo. This is just like a quintessential it looks like a quintessential like young adult book like she's like falling in love for the first time whatever. Um, it also seems like it is written, let me look it up. It seems like it is written by, um, yes, a woman of color, which I love extending my, um, you know, authors. Anyway, the next one I have is Since You've Been Gone by Morgan Matson. Morgan Matson is not the best author. She's also known as Katie Finn. It's like a whole thing. I've heard this book is absolutely terrible, but... Since you've been gone, Kelly Clarkson, like I can't, I can't not, I can't not try to read it. The next one is Don't You Forget About Me by Mahari McFarlane. And this is, oh, something about a restaurant, something about a boyfriend cheating on her. Looks interesting. I'm really excited. Um, This I think would have a lot of fun books. And I think that this is going to prompt me to read a lot of different books that I would not have like known anything about maybe um which is one of the reasons why I love this challenge is like I would have never oh Loki's having a bad dream wake up Loki wake up wake up um he started breathing really heavy um I think that this would prompt me to read things that I maybe didn't know about he's not waking up come on dude it's fine everything's good we're just recording podcasts in here you know He's like out like a freaking light. Um, anyway, so also when I clicked on these, there were other books in like there were other books that have the same title that were by different authors. So apparently like there are backups to all of these and more backups and more backups and more backups. So I think I'll be good with this category. 
Okay, the 18th prompt is a book about a subject you're passionate about. Obviously, my answer for that is reading. Although, I just thought about it. I could have done music, but I think music books kind of suck. I don't like, I don't like, you know, I don't like music movies, typically. Like, where it's like, what's that, like, August Rush kind of thing? Where they're, like, passionate about the violin. Like, I don't, the instrument thing is not my thing. Even though I like, like, I can play instruments, like... Um, and like sing, I mean, I guess singing movies I like, but, um, like A Star is Born was great. I don't know. I just, I just don't typically like, I think like one book that's been on my TBR forever is like Daisy Jones and the Six. And I think it's about like a band or something that just doesn't sound fun to me. So I don't know. But anyway, I picked books because why the fuck not? And I have a ton, the Little Paris Bookshop, the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Society, the 13th Tale Again, The Bookshop on the Corner, Mr. Penumbra's 24-Hour Bookstore, The Bookshop of Yesterday, Literary Wonderland, Ban This Book, The Book Thief, The Jane Austen Book Club. So the possibilities are endless there. The Book Thief has been on my TBR forever. Um, and Ban This Book is a middle grade book that has been on my TBR for a while. So we'll see. The next prompt is a book that discusses body positivity. I have an issue with this category. Um, I love this category. This is not something I don't love. What I don't love is that the only books I can find other than like self-help books, which I don't want to read. Um, the only books that I can find are positive body positivity books about being like overweight. And I was hoping to find a book that's just like about body positivity in general. Um, obviously there's a ton of books about being overweight and being body positive. So there's Eleanor and Park, The Duff, Fat Girl on a Plane, One to Watch, Big Summer, Get a Life, Chloe Brown. Get a, Get a Life, Chloe Brown has been on my TBR for a while as well. So there's a ton of those, which is great. Um, One to Watch I heard was like super, super good. It was like a reality show in a book or something. Um, I heard that was like a really good book. So I'm excited to read that, but I just wish that there were books that were just about body positivity in general because I think that it excludes I'm I'm sure that there are books about being underweight that are body positive books as well or being a normal size and being body positive or like whatever. I'm sure there are books like that. I just I just haven't come across them maybe. Um but I wish there were books that were just like fiction or like young adult or whatever that were just body positive in general like it wasn't specifically harking to there's this plus size girl who blah 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 and whatever and she like loves her body and whatever like I think like I think it would be really good for there to be books that just inspire people to be positive about their bodies and they're at any size you know which I think that's what like kind of the intention of the books for like women that are overweight is but I just feel like I wish body positivity were ex more ex inclusive. I feel like it's kind of exclusive and I don't feel like it's inclusive to every sort of type of body. And I, this is coming from a curvy bitch. So I'm not, I'm not like a teeny tiny girl that's like, well, I want body positivity for me too. Like I'm, I'm a curvy bitch. So, um, I just think that I wish it were more, um, like kind of generalized to like everyone instead of just like 
specific to like one group of people, but I do understand the need for um, body positivity books for that group of people. So I get it. But I honestly think what I'm going to read for this category, since I feel like kind of passionately about it, is The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Because those girls are all different sizes. And I've obviously read this book. Like if you haven't read this book, you're like not a girl. Um, But they all have different sizes, but they all somehow magically fit these pants. And it's like, what is more body positive than the fact that you guys are all different and you guys all can fit into the same pair of pants? Like that is so, it's just like such a like, I don't, I can't even explain like that experience, like what that would be like to be like the tiny friend, but to still fit into these jeans that fit on this like girl with this like really nice ass. And then like to be like the overweight friend who's always like embarrassed and then like be able to fit in these jeans and like them look good on you as well. Like I I cannot think of anything better than that book. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. I wish there were more books like that where it's like body positive for everyone instead of just highlighting one specific thing. Although I understand the reason for highlighting one specific thing. Um, I just think that that's probably the direction I'm going to try to go. I might read some of these other books as well because they look good. But I think in general, like, that was what I was hoping to find. And that's the only one I really could find. And it's never bad to, like, revisit childhood great books, in my opinion. Um, uh, Prompt 20 is a book found on a Black Lives Matter reading list. So I actually have set up a separate reading list this year because I want to be even better um, about inclusivity and reading by Black authors. So I have a whole separate list that is just work by Black authors. And I think at the top of my list is Dear... Martin and Your Justice by Nick Stone. I want to read those. And then anything by Jess, Jason Reynolds. Jason Reynolds. Um, there's a Justin Reynolds as well that's a black author. So it's kind of anything by Jason Reynolds. He's the Miles Morales author. But he also wrote um, the book Ghost that I read this year. I, want, I need to fucking finish that series. So um, this could be literally anything. I also have Born a Crime by Trevor Noah that I've had for like ever. But it's like been so backlogged because I'm trying to get through the rest of these prompts. So um, oh God, I wish I stopped saying, um, I'm really sorry. I really think that this year I, I tried to be more inclusive, but I don't think I did as well as I wanted to. And I think that in 2021, I really, really, really want to like knock off books on this list because I want to, um, I want to find new loves and new authors and things like that. And I want to give black authors an opportunity to, um, become my favorites and things like that. So that is something that I am going to, I have specifically, I have a specific, it's like almost like a separate challenge that I'm going to be doing where I'm going to try to get through a lot of the books that are on that list. And that list was so long. Like I was running out of room, like there, I could go on and on pages and pages because there are a lot of black authors. So especially black young adult authors, I think there are a ton of black young adult, young adult authors. So I want to get through a bunch of those books. So even though this is on this list and I will read one book from this category, I plan on reading a ton of books from this category. Next category is kind of weird. It's a genre hybrid. So essentially you're just mixing two genres. So this one I found kind of hard, although I think I probably read more of these than I, than I realize. 
I'm sure I'll come across like plenty, so I don't think it'll be that big of a deal, but the ones that I have picked out are super random. I have The Vampire Wants a Wife, which is a supernatural dating agency series. Who knows? Um, but obviously this is like supernatural meets romance or something, so we'll see. Um, I have Variety by Colleen Hoover. I have not read one single book by Colleen Hoover, and she is like another one of the messiahs of Bookstagram, so I want to read about this book. I think this mixes like, um, like, I don't know, something about like being a uh, some I don't know I don't even know something about like a thriller with a romance and a this and a that I don't know um but we'll see and then um the next one I have is Mexican gothic which is I guess mixing like gothic with Mexican culture I don't know but it fit the prompt so we'll see again I'm sure there's tons that I read that are in this category I just can't think of them so just any mishmash of two genres together I think that like you could cheat by doing like romantic comedy even though romantic comedy is its own genre um or like if I read like more than one like afro future book I think that that's maybe mixing um genres or things like that so I'm sure that there are lots of these books I just can't think of them the next category is a book that is set mostly or entirely outdoors which I think is gonna be tricky for me because I'm not an outdoorsy kind of person Although I am reading, spoiler alert, I'm reading a book about being outside right now and I have some newfound appreciation for the outdoors, but I'm not an outdoors kind of person. So I have a list. One of them is Watership Down by Richard Adams, which this was a book that my husband and I started reading when I was in high school. I had a English teacher, shout out to Mrs. Sutherland. Um, she, I had her for like multiple years for some reason, like she moved up or something so I had her for multiple years. I had her for multiple classes and I just had this like kinship with her and her favorite book was Watership Down. I always wanted to read it. Um, I think it's actually a book about like capitalism or something. It's like actually kind of about like something like real, but it's all about bunnies and they're like Warrens and like their lives basically. It's like the bunnies are characters and things like that. Um, it's, it's, so we had read, my husband and I read it, and I think we got like a third of the way through or something maybe, and then we just kind of stopped because we got busy or whatever, but we own it, so theoretically I could read this book, um, and obviously it's about bunnies, so it takes place outside. Um, I have Not If I Save You First by Allie Carter, and this looks like a quintessential young adult book, so I'm here for it. Um, it was a, a girl that was stranded in the middle of Alaska or something interested. Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel is about, um, I don't know what it's about, but they're outside in tents. And apparently this book is like really good. I've heard a lot of things about this book, um, via Goodreads, not in Bookstagram, but just like in general, this seems to be a really good book. Another spoiler alert. I just read a book by Emily St. John Mandel and I don't know how I feel about it. So, um, that may determine if I may determine if I read this book, but there's also a series called like Forever Wild or something that takes place in Alaska. So I assume it takes place a lot outside. So that could be it. And I think there's probably more books than I realize. Again, 
that would fit this category. So I think that the opportunities are probably endless. Um, the next category is a book with something broken on the cover, which again, I think that that is something that is endless. I think that I could probably find a lot of books that fit that category pretty easily, but I just have Sweet Bitter on here again, which I don't know anything about this book, but it was a book that a lot of people were reading. It seems like it's like the grown-up version of a YA book, but I don't really know. And then it ends with us by Colleen Hoover. I think she actually has a lot of books that are broken and so do that have like broken ob objects on the cover or like torn apart objects. Um, I, she does on her covers as well as Leanne Moriarty, like Big Little Lies is like a big broken lollipop and things like that. Or like the hypnotist love story is like flowers that are broken. I think that they both have like broken things on the cover. Um, I read Baby Teeth, which has a broken like lollipop or something on the cover. That book is fucked up. If you haven't read that book, you should read it. Um, but I think that there's probably a lot that fit that. So I just made like a short list and I will leave it at that for now. We'll see what happens. The next category is a book by a Muslim American author. So right off the bat, I have Caladuceni books on here. I read A Thousand Splendid Sons this year and it was incredible. It was one of the best books I read all year, I think. And um, I've read The Kite Runner by him, but I was young and I don't think I appreciated it. So I want to go back and reread that. I haven't yet because life, but I want to reread that. And then I also want to read And the, and the Mountain Echoed, um, which is also by him. So I think I'll probably definitely try to read those next year, as well as um, one of these other books, hopefully, because I would read him anyway. So I think that I don't even need to count him as this category, but he's just there just in case. Um, so there's this book by Rumi, I think his name is Rumi alum, and it's Leave the World Behind. This book just went around Bookstagram, and a lot of people thought it was weird, and it seems like a lot of people didn't like it. He also wrote um, Single Rich and Pretty, and I didn't like that, but um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I also have The Right Swipe by Alicia Rye, which is kind of obvious, like dating in a digital world sort of situation. Um, I have Love, Hate, and Other Filters, which seems like a very typical, um, like, coming-of-age sort of young adult book where she's, like, stuck in between, like, two sort of, um, like, worlds, like, two different lives because she's Muslim-American. And then All-American Muslim Girl, which is another sort of, um, like young adult, like very typical book. The cover of this is really cute. It's like flowery and stuff. So I really like that. So um, I think I'll actually probably read a decent amount of these books because they all look pretty good. So that's great if that opens up a new world for me because I don't think I typically read books by Muslim American authors. Um, I do think there are a lot of people in the like group I'm in that were talking about reading just like books by Muslim authors, period. Um, but the category is Muslim American. So, I mean, I'm, I, you can obviously read just like books by Muslim authors in general. And I think that would open up a lot more books and whatever. So I don't know if the goal is to then read books by Muslim authors that are not American. I think that would be like, you know, this is like the stepping stone to get to that. So we'll see. Um, but as of right now, like this is just the category that I have, um, for that. The next category, category 25 is we're halfway there guys <laughs> a book that was published anonymously so the first book that comes to mind for this is go ask alice this book 
rocked me when I was like 10. <laughs> um, it's like a fairly short book. It's written in like diary entries. My friend who was like a bad girl, she was like a year older than me. She, she was like my friend, like all throughout my youth. Um, she introduced this book to me and it's about like drugs and sex and just like, it's grungy and dirty and, um, whatever, but it's so, so good. If you haven't read Go Ask Alice, I highly recommend it. And then it seems like there are a lot of books that were published anonymously originally. So like Frankenstein is on here by Mary Shelley Wollencraft. Um, I'm just Mary Shelley. I don't know. Um, I've never read Frankenstein. I literally have it downstairs from the library that I got in October. It's now December and I haven't read it. I probably won't. So maybe next year. Um, and then also Arabian Nights, I guess, was a pub was published um, anonymously. So I've never read that. And I think that that would be fun to try to read. So we'll see. The next category is a book with an oxymoron in the title. I think this is super, super fun. So I have Absolutely True Lies by Rachel Stuller. Um, this is some sort of young adult moving book or something. I have Bittersweet by Sarah Ocklear. I have read 20 Boy Summer by Sarah Ocklear. I actually might read 20 Boy Summer again because I still need one more book that has 20 in it or whatever. Um, I actually might read that this month, but I've read a book by her. I really liked it. And, um, it's just like another young adult, whatever, something about baking. So whatever. Um, I guess also the opposite of bittersweet you could do sweet bitter which is a book I have like twice on here already so probably won't use that um I have all the light we cannot see by Anthony Dore dear I think it's Anthony dear um this was on my TBR this year and I didn't read it so we'll see I think it's historical fiction which is why it's just like patiently sat on my book list and probably won't get read but you know never know and then I also have Midnight Sun. I kind of decided I wasn't going to read Midnight Sun um, by Stephanie Meyer. But, you know, the more I see it, the more I'm like, it's a book I haven't read that everyone's read that I need to read. So I'm not sure if I want to read it or not. I feel like I have kind of an issue. I kind of have a beef with Stephanie Meyer about the whole, like, uh, I don't even know what the fucking tribe is. The tribe that she, like, basically stole from to write the whole, like, wolf pack stuff. Um, I kind of have beef with her about that. I've seen a lot of people. It's, like, not really great. It's not a good look. Like, I don't know. Um, but then again, I've read all the Twilight books. I love all the Twilight books. I read all the Twilight books with my friend Tiffany, not this year, but last year, I think. And that was a lot of fun because we, like, read the books and watched the movies together. I actually think that what we're doing next year is Fifty Shades because I've never seen those movies and those books I really liked. I like the story. I know it's, like, people that are like, I read Playboy for the articles. But I really did like the story in Fifty Shades. I could have, like, you could take all the sex out and I would have liked it, I think. But, um... I think that we are going to probably read those. So I'm, I don't know. I might read Midnight Sun. We'll see. It might want me, it might make me want to reread Twilight again, which like, I don't have the time to do that. I have other books I need to read. So we'll see. The next prompt is a book about do-overs or fresh starts. So I have a huge list. This could go on and on and on. So I'm not going to even go into these, but I have Paris for One, which I think is Jojo Moyes. I love her books. Her books are great. So I would like to read standalone books instead of, I guess, the only books of hers I've read are her series, the series. So we'll see. I have The Walls All Around Us. I don't know who that's by. I have White Oleander. I've read this book, I think, almost all the way through. I used to be obsessed 
obsessed with this movie. It's like this girl whose mother is a fucking train wreck and she ends up like getting like put into different foster homes and they all go bad. Um, and she keeps these little boxes of her homes. It's so fucking, oh my God, I love it. So I would like to read that all the way through. I have The Kite Runner on here, which I plan on reading anyway. I have Jane Eyre, um, Eleanor in Park, Lock and Key, A Man Called Ove, In a Holidays. If I don't get that read, I honestly think it's possible I'm going to end up reading that in January because everybody and their mother wants that book right now, so the library does not want to give it to me. I don't have time to read it right now anyway. Um, Again, but better, and then The Midnight Library. The Midnight Library is circling bookstagram right now it seems like everybody really likes it but I have a feeling it's probably kind of historical fiction so I probably am not going to be into that but we'll see the next category is a magical realism book so this category is kind of tricky to me I think it's like a book that doesn't have magic in it or if it does it's like magic but like we're in like a very very normal world I don't know if that's exactly, or it just like has this like fantastical feeling to it. So um, the books that I found that were on this list, and I think this is maybe open to interpretation, I don't know, is The Night Circus, Beloved, A Discovery of Witches, The Immortalists, Every Heart a Doorway, Una Out of Order, The Midnight Library, and Once Upon a River. So I think it's like, it doesn't actually have magic in it, but it feels like it has magic. So not like Harry Potter where there's like a magical world, um, but just like the feeling of magic without magic, I think is what it means. I don't know. The next prompt is a book set in multiple countries. So I think that there's probably a lot of books that fit this, but I'm struggling to find them. I don't know why. Um, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue which I already talked about, supposedly she jumps from place to place. The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants would be actually like a perfect one for this, but I'm probably going to read it for the other prompt. Um, Red, White, and Royal Blue has been on my TBR forever. Um, This is something about like people in the White House or like something with England or something. I think it's like, you know, whatever. So that's I think it's like two gay guys that end up together or something. Um, so it's like a, it's like a fairy tale, like a prince book, like a prince instead of prince and princess, like a prince and prince sort of situation. Um, Pinchinko, I want to read. Um, I've had this on my list forever, but I also feel like this is historical fiction or something like it. So I feel like this is going to be something I struggle with. So, but this I guess takes place in multiple. Um, cities and things um and yeah so I don't know I'm kind of struggling with this one because I I don't want to read something historical obviously so I guess I need to find that probably should be something I focus on this year is finding a historical fiction book that I actually like because that would fit this prompt perfectly Um, the next category is a book set somewhere that you would like to visit in 2021. So who knows with this fucking pandemic, if we're going to visit anywhere, but realistically, I would like to go to Mexico next year for our anniversary. So I picked two books that are set in Mexico. I can't find any books set in Mexico, but I have the girl who could silence the wind and the girl at midnight. So we'll see. I don't know what either of those are about, but we'll see. The next category is a book by a blogger, vlogger, YouTube video creator, or other online personality. 
the first thing that popped into my head was, um, oh God, now I can't think of her name. Rachel, I want to say Rachel Platten, but that is the, um, that's the singer. What the fuck is her name? See, this is the thing. I don't ever remember people's names. I can't. Um, you know, the one that's like a con artist that wrote Girl, Wash Your Face. Um, she's the one that popped into my head because she just had a book come out about how to deal with like things like divorce because she and her husband are getting divorced. Um, I, she's, she's garbage, but do I think I could potentially read that book? Absolutely. Because, um, I am a flawed person, but anyway, um, she's the first person that popped into my head. I also know there are a ton of other books like, um, that really garbage girl, I don't plan on reading it, but that really garbage girl, Lele Pons or whatever, she had a book written um, with, actually, it makes me very sad, but Melissa De La Cruz, who I love. Like, why did she put her name on that? Um, I think there's a ton of, like, online personalities that you could do for this. And I also saw somewhere that John Green was an online personality or something. Um, I just always thought he was an author, so I don't really know what that is about. Loki, if you could chill, that would be fantastic. Thank you. Um, I don't know what that's about, but anyway, the one that I think I'm going to read, and I think I'll probably get through it today, so I think that'll be fine, is The Royal We by Heather Cox and Jessica Morgan. I don't know who these people are, but apparently they're like bloggers or vloggers or something, and they wrote a book together. And it's like the Royal We and the Air Affair. And I think these are kind of like loosely based on um, like Prince Harry and Meghan and William and Kate and things like that. So I think that's fun. I really wanted to love the American Royals series, but I just didn't. It was so boring and everybody was in a love triangle and it was so silly. So I have high hopes for the Royal We. We'll see. Um, but that is the one I'm like putting all my money on. I know that if this doesn't work out, I could find, I'm sure there's a ton. Everybody in their fucking mom is trying to write a book about their life because they think that they are like, so whatever. I guess actually I just saw, I literally just saw like yesterday, Tyler Cameron came out with a book or is coming out with a book. Um, he is the one who Hannah Brown should have ended up with <laughs> on her season of The Bachelorette. I would consider him an online personality. So, um... I think that his book is probably kind of juicy. His mom died and he's just a, he just seems like a very, very decent guy. Um, so I could potentially read that book as well. I would love nothing more than for Becca Tilly to come out with a book and I know she's not going to. I really just don't see it because she's just not, I just don't see it. But um, I would love nothing more than to read a book about her life because I just think she is a doll. So there's that. Um, the next category is a book whose title starts with Q, X, or Z. Um, this is great because a lot of people struggle to read books or to find books that have these. So I think it's good to like, they're just like an obscure branch of books, I think. Um, I think Q is probably the best bet because you could do like Queen. Like I think that there's probably a ton of books that start with Q that have like Queen or something in them. Um, I stumbled on, I have the Queen of Babel books by Meg Cabot. I used to fucking love Meg Cabot like she's the one that wrote the Princess Diaries series I'm pretty sure I'm second guessing myself but I'm pretty sure um but she also wrote a ton of other books I used to be so obsessed with her fucking writing I don't know why she was just like probably one of the biggest authors I read when I was in high school like her and like Lauren Barnhold those were my bitches 
So I have the whole Queen of Babel series and I've never read them. So it's like Queen of Babel, Queen of Babel in the big city, Queen of Babel gets hitched or something. Um, it's just like this girl, I don't know, who knows, but I have those books. So I might try to read those. I also have the zookeeper's wife on here. I remember <laughs> I was on a plane one time and there was a woman next to me and she was reading and she was reading this book and she was saying that it was really good. It seems like it's historical fiction though. So there's that. But um, I'm sure there are a ton of other books that have Q or Z that I could find something with. It's just a little bit more obscure and finding it is going to be a little, a little trickier, but I don't think it'll be that that big of a problem to find. The next category is a book featuring three generations. I think that this is a super, super fun category. Um, I don't think I've come across this often, but I know that I have, I can't even think of anything off the top of my head that I've read that has three generations in it, but I think this is fun. Um, supposedly the red, white, and royal blue book I was just talking about, that one has three generations in it. There's a book called All Adults Here by Emma Straub, and this was kind of floating around Bookstagram for a while. Um, it is something about, you know, family and whatever, like those kind of things. Um, there's a book called The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. This was a big deal recently. This is a Goodreads Choice 2020 award winner. This was like a big deal. Um, this is something about twins and... Um, it takes place in a southern black community and things like that. So it's the Britt Bennett is a black author. Um, so that is interesting and like fits more of my needs than one. Um, and another one is God Shot by Chelsea Biker. I have no idea what this is about. Um, it's something about something on a farm, family, whatever. The cover is just gorgeous, it's literally just gold glitter. I'm like. I'm just sign me up because that just like looks amazing to me. Um, another one, Reese, it's like a Reese's book club pick that she just picked out. Um, it's called the chicken sisters. It literally says three generations, two chickens, shacks, one recipe for disaster. So it's literally about three generations and that's about it. It takes place in Kansas, which I think is fun because I have family in Kansas. I'm a Kansas girl through and through. Um, the next prompt is a book about a social justice issue. I have a whole list of these books as well. Um, and I think that there are a ton of books about Black Lives Matter and about women's rights and about tons and tons of like, there's just like, I could go like so many ways with this. So I think that this will be no problem. So I literally didn't even make a list because more than likely, it'll just be another Black Lives Matter book because I think that that's, like, something that I really am, like, very on board with right now. Um, or not right now, all the time. But, like, this is very something, a social justice issue that I am very invested in at this moment in time. So, um, I think that it'll more than likely just be another Black Lives Matter book. And I am not mad about it. Um, the 35th prompt is a book in a different format than what you normally read. So this was saying like ebook, audiobook, but I typically have a physical book, audiobook, ebook going all at one time. I'm reading children's books all the time. I am reading multiple physical books at one time, usually multiple ebooks at one time. I have multiple audiobooks downloaded at one time. Um, I listen to podcasts 
like there's literally no version I'm not utilizing so I think that the only thing I can really do for this is a graphic novel because that's a different kind of format I'm not a fan of graphic novels so this is not gonna be my favorite and I don't have any listed because this is not gonna be my favorite but I think I'm just going to end up finding a graphic novel and I'm just going to read it. I did read Pumpkinheads this year and it was very cute. So if I could find something that's kind of on par with that. I think there's one that this girl that does YouTube videos recommended. It's called Fangs, I think. And it's like about a, a vampire that dates a human or something. Like the vampire's the girl, the human's the guy. And she dates, I don't know, she said it was cute. So I might read that. Um, I have no idea. Graphic novels just are not my thing. And almost feels like cheating to me because, but I guess like, poetry books are the same way they're like you know 100 pages and then you're done but it almost seems like cheating because it's just like you're just reading like their quotations and then it's over but that's honestly the only format I don't utilize I utilize every single you know possible format I prefer physical books and then I think secondary I prefer audiobooks because I can listen when I can't be reading like I can listen in the car I can listen while I'm cleaning um so I really like audiobooks for that. I don't prefer audiobooks over physical books if I have the time. If I can sit down, I would prefer a physical book. And then ebooks are like truly a last resort. Ebooks I read the most often either when my husband is asleep and it's dark and I can't see or um but that's what book lights are for. So hopefully somebody got that for me. It was on my Christmas list. Um but then I I have a nightlight thing, but I can't find the thing. It's it's whatever. And the Christmas tree. It, never mind. I'm going off. Um, I also read ebooks when I have like two seconds to read. I don't have like a lot of time. Like I am waiting to pick someone up, pick a child up, or I'm like walking up to school or something like that. Like I'll like just like flip through a couple pages of an ebook. Um. That's why I'm reading like the Gossip Girl books on like as an ebook because um, those are books that I don't need to be like paying attention to to remember where I was or anything like that. So I can just kind of like pick them up and put them down as it goes. And then I can also do that. The Another book I'm reading right now is kind of like a um, it's kind of like a parenting book or something. I really hope nobody heard my stomach just growl. I'm so fucking hungry. I'm trying to get through this as fast as possible, but obviously I don't do anything fast ever. So, um, it's kind of like a parenting book and I think that those books I can only handle in small doses. So, that I'm reading as an ebook as well. So, anyway, long 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 story, not short at all. Um, I think I'm going to have to find a graphic novel that works. The 36th prompt is a book that has fewer than 1000 reviews on Amazon or Goodreads. This is going to be impossible. If it has zero reviews, like less than a thousand reviews, it's probably not something I'm going to like. <laughs> um, I hate that. I It's not that I only read things that are popular, but I am not going to find some diamond in the rough. I'm just not. My My tastes are very basic. I'm not going to find something that is just like incredible or worth me sticking out, especially since I am so ruthless about DNFing books. Like I think this is going to be very challenging for me. So we'll see. Like there are ways to find this on Goodreads, um, but it's going to be tricky. It's going to be very tricky. 
37 is a book you think your best friend would like. Um, this is going to be also tricky because I need to think about which best friend I'm talking about here. It's probably going to be Tiffany or Sarah. Um, my best friend Sarah likes historical fiction. She likes, um, she likes a lot of books that are about like Nazi Germany, um, because she's Jewish she I don't know she likes um like the adult version of books I think that I don't like um so I don't typically read books that are her style so that would be tricky for me to read and then Tiffany likes books that have like non-stop sex in them so I guess technically if I read the Fifty Shades books um those technically count Loka, you are just, like, the worst fucking podcast partner. I literally can't stress it enough. You're just the worst. Like, this is unnecessary. Stop. Um, gosh. You're such a dumb fool. It's fine. He has the dopiest little face. It's just, like, the dopiest. Um, so... Oh, excuse you. What a yawn. Um... I am so sidetracked. This is the worst podcast I think I've ever done. Anyway, um, I guess I could technically do the Fifty Shades book, but she's already read those. I think she's already read those. Maybe she hasn't. Maybe she hasn't read those. I think she's already read them, though. Um, No, I'm pretty sure she's already read them. Never mind. So, I don't know. I don't think it technically counts if they've already read the book. So, we'll see. I do know that Sarah is getting Book of the Month Club books, so I guess if I could find... um one of those and somehow read it before she does then we'll see the 38th challenge is a book about art or an artist I think this I might struggle with as well the invisible life of Addie LaRue goes on here and then get a life Chloe Brown also falls into this category so this might be where I um like this might be where I go to although I don't see anything on this um I don't see anything about her being an artist on here. So, oh, something about a tattoo guy. I guess a tattoo artist. That's That seems like a stretch. Um, I also have I'll Give You the Sun by Jandy Nelson. And this seems like a quintessential young, young adult book. So we'll see. I think my best bet is going to be to find a book, like a young adult book about an artist. But, um... Yeah, because I have no desire to read a book about an artist, like an actual artist, um, or about art. Art doesn't do anything for me, so for some reason I feel like every, not everything, everything. Um, the Sun is also a star. Was she, was there a gallery situation in that book? I didn't like that book, but I don't know. Um, oh, hopefully that bang didn't just happen. Um. The next one is a book that everyone seems to have read but you. So there are a lot of books that could apply to this. I think like a lot of classic books. The biggest one to me is Pride and Prejudice because I've never read that. I've read half of it, but then I had to return it because it took me a long time. So that's on my list. And then I also have like Daisy Jones and the Six. Like I said, this was a book that went like all over, but this is about a 1970s rock group. So again... I don't really know that I'm going to like this, but there are a ton of books that could fit this category and we'll just see what ends up happening. Um, this is what I mean. Like I'm literally going to have to like kind of piecemeal some of these together and like figure out which ones are going to be tricky for me and try to knock those out first and just get them over with because the easy ones are super easy, but the hard ones are going to be like, ugh. we'll see. Um, 
The 40th one is your favorite prompt from a past sugar reading challenge. I, I, they, this was on there last year as well. And I chose one from the previous year that was like reread, um, a book you've already read. I will probably do that again just because I am a creature of habit and I like to reread books. So that's probably going to be what it is. But, um, I don't know if I end up reading another book that ends up fitting a category probably from 2020 because that's the only one that I've done. I might pick something off of that but I don't know if there was one that was like the most fun I guess when I do my 2020 recap we'll see if there was one that like really stuck out to me but as of right now like probably just a book I reread will probably be what I do for that the next one is the okay wait a second okay so I was wrong I think I said in the beginning um that it's 30 books and then 20 advanced like 30 prompts and then 20 advanced prompts it's actually 40 prompts and then 10 advanced prompts. So all of the advanced prompts, the, the last 10, are all books on your TBR list. If you don't know what a TBR list, it's your to-be-read list. If you don't have a to-be-read list, how? This is just basically your list of books that you want to read that you haven't read yet for whatever reason or like your backlist or like books you own that you haven't read yet, things like that. These are bookish problems if you don't have those are we friends? I don't know. Um, the other thing about this is, um, make a Goodreads account. I was against this for a really long time. I think I did it at one point and I didn't really know how to work it or something. So I didn't, but then this year, towards the end of the year, out of boredom, I made a Goodreads account and it's the most dangerous thing I think I could do because I literally just continue to add books like every day. I'm just like click, click, click because all you, it's just like one click and it adds a book on. Um, so I have, let's see, how many books do I have on here? And this is, this is a very, oh, oh, okay. Thanks. Cool. Cool, dude. See ya. Just go clip clop. Go, go on. See ya. He's not listening. It's fine. He's just going to go clip clop down the hall and make lots of noise with his little toes. Um, so my Goodreads account, if you want to follow me, um, do so or don't. I don't care. I have 714 books that I want to read on this list right now. There are 50 pages on this on this list. That is a lot. Um, I have seen a ton of people that have like way, way more than that. I think that this is very tame. I typically don't, if there's like series, I'm not like going through and clicking. I want to read all of the series. This is strictly just like, I saw it, I clicked on it, whatever. Um, and I have that I've read 274 books on here. Obviously I've read more books than that, obviously. Um, but I just now started recording these. So if one pops up, I'm like, oh, I've already read that. And then I put it on there. Um, my issue with this is that I don't feel like it does a good job of like, I I tried to add the books that I read this year, but I feel like it just keeps track of the books that you read the year that you put it in. So if I put in that I read, you know, The Little Mermaid, um, it's going to be like, this was one of the books you read this year. And it's like, yeah, I put it in this year, but that's not, I didn't read it this year. You know what I mean? So there's a Goodreads challenge, which is what I do. I just don't do it on Goodreads. I, where it's like, I want to read a hundred books this year. Um, 
And so Goodreads will track it for you, but I haven't figured out, and maybe it's just because I do it on my phone and not on the computer, but I haven't really figured out a way to say like, yes, I did read this this year versus yes, I did read this in my life. So it's not like the best, um, it's not like the best sort of system, but I do like it. I do like it to keep track of all the books that I want to read because I was trying to make lists and it just gets overwhelming because I'm like, did I have this under a different author, a different category? How do I categorize them? Do I keep them on my phone? Do I write them down? Do I put them on my computer? Do I make a spreadsheet? Like, how do I keep track of all these books? And finally, I was like, oh, I just put them on Goodreads and then I can reference it um, when I want to. And I don't think you can reference it by category per se, like genre, but, um, you can reference it by like how many stars it has and things like that. Um, this is also where I go to like validate my DNFs. I go and click and see what the people's reviews are and see that people were like, this book is terrible. Don't read it or whatever. Um, so I use this a lot lately and um, I go here, I try to go here as soon as I finish a book so I can like put my rating out of five stars and um, sort of things. And I think sometimes, I don't remember, but I think it like gives you recommendations for books that you would like based on this book and things like that. So anyway, all of that to say, I used my Goodreads TBR for all of these prompts. So the first one, number 40, is your favorite prompt. Oh, wait, just kidding. Number 41 is the longest book on your TBR list. I'm cheating here because I already planned on reading Anna Karenina this year. Um, I saw someone had read Les Miserables and they broke it down and just like made it a goal that they wanted to read it this year. And so they just did a little bit at a time and they just sort of chipped away at it all year long. That's what I want to do with Anna Karenina. So it works out perfectly that it's the longest book on your TBR list. Technically, I do have Les Miserables and things like that on my TBR list, and those are longer, but Anna Karenina is a really long fucking book. Um, there's this way that you can sort by page numbers, and I can't find it on here, but I was able to do it on my phone. So I was able to sort by page numbers, and Anna Karenina was like the third largest book on my TBR or like the fourth largest book or whatever. So to me, it's like, it's high enough up there. I'm going to do it. Um, there's also the shortest book on your TBR and I have two books on here because I don't know, like, you know, I don't know which one I'm going to like want to read or whatever, but there's one on here called Where There's Smoke by Jodi Picoult. It's like 40 pages or something. I don't know. It's like a teeny tiny book. I don't know what it's about. It's just like a short story. And then you also have another one called Shine, um, which is about, um, I don't know, something about a hate crime, it seems. I don't know if this is the right book, actually. I, I need to probably figure that out. I think it is. Laura Miracle, I think. I don't know. So um, basically a short story could definitely be like a poem or of some sort or whatever but um we'll see the next category is the book on your tbr list with the prettiest cover this was super fun um i just like went through 
um, I just literally scrolled through my TBR and I was like, oh, that's cute. Oh, that's cute. I think it's like open to interpretation. Um, it could literally be like whatever you like, whatever you think is pretty. Not everybody thinks that the same things are pretty. Um, I personally, and it also depends on the cover too, because, um, not all of the covers are the same. Um, there's usually like multiple covers for paperback versus hardback, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, I just picked the ones that I think are pretty to me, but I think this definitely is open to interpretation because a lot of people think like other books are pretty, like a lot of people think like the crown or not the crown, um, the, what the fuck is that series that I literally just read? The selection series. A lot of people think those are pretty because it has a girl with like a really pretty dress on the cover. Those books aren't pretty to me. I don't think books with people on them are pretty ever. I don't think those are pretty. Um, I will say with the fire on high has a really pretty cover. It's like a black girl with like lemons and limes and like all kinds of like citrus and things around her and it's like just like a very aesthetically pleasing cover um with the fire on high by elizabeth acevedo but typically i don't think books that have people on the cover are pretty the books that i think are pretty are sort of just like colors or um like landscape sort of situation so i have on my list the bridge to terabithia this movie made me ball like a fucking baby. And then when I found out it was a book, I was like, holy shit, I have to read it. Although I haven't yet. Um, and that's been years that I wanted to read it. Fun fact. The girl, the woman, I guess. Um, Catherine Patterson. I have met her. Um, I was casually nannying for a family in Vermont. And... Who should come over but Katherine Patterson because she's a family friend. It was insane. I was like, I holy shit, I just met the, the person who wrote Bridge to with you. She's an old woman. She doesn't give a fuck. She would not remember me, you know, if she saw me in a lineup. It's fine. But as a book nerd, oh my God, it was like so exciting. So I want to read that because there's, and this is what I'm saying, there's like different covers of this book, but there's this one cover that is like blue and there's like some orange in the middle and like there's like silhouettes on the cover. There are some covers of this book that are really fucking ugly, but there's this one cover that's like really, really pretty. It's the special 40th anniversary edition, it says. So I need to find that cover because... It's beautiful. Um, I do, I think that's important. If you're going to read a book and you're basing it off of the cover, like for this, this prompt, I think another like rule is you have to read it in a physical book and you also have to read it with the ugly cover, like, or the pretty cover. I'm getting ahead of myself because the next one is the ugliest cover. But um, if you want to read like the prettiest cover, like I think you have to have the prettiest cover in your possession and read it that way because I think you're getting like the full immersive experience. So I also have All the Light We Cannot See on here by Anthony Deer. I just think this cover is really pretty. It is like this like blue sky and the city is down below and there's like some water. I just think it's really pretty. I had the house in the Cerulean Sea on my list, but then I took it off because it's kind of like silly looking, but... Um, I think if there were a book that had like the beach on it, like I also would think that that was pretty because that's my shit. I have The Hazelwood on here by Melissa Albert. And this is like a fantasy sort of something, but it's black. I actually own this book. 
It's black and the gold on the cover is so pretty. It's just like straight gold and it's just like shimmery and beautiful. I think something similar to this, a cover that's kind of the same is um, the Five Feet Apart book. That book, I think that cover is pretty. It's like the lungs or whatever. Here, let me look it up. Um, okay, of course it doesn't want to come up on the first, like, fucking five feet. Come on. Um, it's, like, lungs or whatever, and it's, like, dark blue, but then, like, there's, like, this pink on it, and, um, there's, like, flowers in the lungs and things like that. Like, that's cute. And then she also wrote another book, I believe, and it's got a similar cover. I think it's got, like, flowers, um, or something all this time. Is that it? Let me see. Oh, it's like an hourglass and it's got like flowers and the cover is the same. So I think like both of those books are kind of cute. Um, and then the last one I have is The Light We Lost by Jill Santopolo. Um, this is just like blue and it has like sparkly glitter, um, things like that. Anything that has like sparkles or gold honestly is good to me. Um, this seems like it's kind of like a five years, in five years sort of book. So I don't know if I'll like it, but we'll see. Okay, so like I said, the next one is a book on your TBR list with the ugliest cover. This was also fun, and I think that this is also open to interpretation, but the ones that I picked out, I'm going to save the first one I have for last because it's literally what pops into my head every time is the ugliest fucking cover. Um, so I have The Dark Descent of Elizabeth Frankenstein. This has like stitching skin on the cover, which is like, ugh, gross. Um, I have Catch-22, which I've never read, but I've always been interested in reading, and it has just, like, the little, like, guy on the cover in, like, red, and the book's blue, and it's just, like, clashes, and I don't like it. I have Three Women, which I don't even know what this is about, and I don't think it's a book I would even want to read, because it's, like, more, like, teaching than anything. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it's about. I think it's, like, a women's rights or something. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Um, but it's literally just, it says three women on the cover and there's a big red line and that's it. It's just like very boring. Um, I have All the Bright Places by Jennifer Neven. This book is, it's like, got like post-it notes or something on the cover and then there's like a, a bird and a flower and it's just like so tragic looking. But the one that takes the cake to me, the one that is the most ugly, the one that I just think is just a disaster, is Turtles All the Way Down by John Green. This book is the fucking ugliest book. It's just like a spiral orange all the way down, and the font is this, like, big black bold, like, whatever. I just always, every time I think of it, I just think of how ugly it is. <laughs> So, um, this just like takes a cake for the ugliest book to me. The next category is the book that's been on your TBR list for the longest amount of time. I would say without a doubt, probably the longest book I've had on my TBR list is The Scarlet Letter. Um, this is one of those leather bound classics that I have and it's always the first one I grab because it's one of the smallest and it seems to be the most interesting, like the story. So I always would grab it when I was like younger or whatever and think that I would read it. And then I never would. Or I would like open it and start it. And I would get overwhelmed because I'm like, what are they even saying? Um, so I feel like it's a book that I've always wanted to read that I just never have. I think I could also add like any other classic to this, like Pride and Prejudice 
Wuthering Heights, Vanity Fair, et cetera, et cetera. I think there's a lot of books like that I could put on here, but I think that that is where I'm going to try to start because I think that that is the one that I'm like the most like, oh my gosh. And then essentially I think what I'm going to do is if that one doesn't work out for whatever reason, I'm just going to look at those classics that I have because those I've had probably the longest and they haven't been read yet. So to me, those probably all would work. So one of those is probably going to be, is probably going to be a classic that I pick. Um, because you know, there's just, there's just a lot of those. There's also a lot of books I own that I haven't read, but I don't think I've owned any of them longer than I've owned all of those like classic books. So it'll definitely be one of those. The next category is a book from your TBR list that you meant to read last year, but you didn't. So that's any book I meant to read this year that I didn't. And there's a ton of those. So it could be literally anything. Um, I think essentially a lot of the books that I read next year are going to be books I meant to read this year and I just never got around to. So that list is endless. Um, the next one is a book from your TBR list you associate with a favorite person, place, or thing. I don't know what I'm going to do for this one. I think it's very open to interpretation again. Um, my favorite person obviously is my husband. So it'll probably be a book that I associate with him. So it'll probably be something about, um, Ireland or something about restaurants, even though thank God he's no longer in that. Um, it'll be something like that probably, or just like a book. Um, it very well could be Pride and Prejudice. Um, because, we have the same um, Myers-Briggs personality types as Elizabeth Bennett and Mr. Darcy, which I think is really fun. Um, so it very well could be Pride and Prejudice. Um, I mean, there are a lot of things that I read that remind him, like remind me of him and things like that. So, um, but I think I'll probably end up choosing him. He's my favorite person. So I'll probably pick him. The next book is a book um, from your TBR list chosen at random. So that's going to just literally be like any random book that I pick. Um, that was one that was on this, um, on this prompt. It was like a book that you pick with your eyes closed. And that was actually harder than it sounds. I, I'll explain that in detail in the future, but, um, it's actually kind of hard to choose a book at random <laughs> because I'm like, well, I don't like that choice. And so then it turns into like a more intentional choice. So it's it's very difficult to choose a book at random. What I might do, this just came to me. I have, because all of our stuff is in boxes right now, I have a large tub that has books in it. And so what I might do is have my husband pick a book out of the tub and have him pick it. And I'll read that because that's truly random because I know what's in there and I know where, where they're located in the tub, which is so sick. Um, so I think that maybe I will have him pick one for me that way. The next one is a DNF from your TBR list. So this one could also be open to interpretation. A lot of people were saying that what they're going to do is just like a book that they've started but haven't finished because it literally did not finish. So like a book that they started you know, maybe this year they didn't finish it. They kind of set it down and we're reading other things. I have a ton of those. I'm actually trying to get through a lot of those right now because it's the end of the year, but I often will start a book and then not finish it. And then we'll carry on with something. And it's not a book that I was like, Oh my God, I'm done. I, I, I can't read this anymore. It's more of a book that I'm just like, Oh, I'm kind of bored, but I'll come back. Cause I want to keep reading it. Like I have 
um, a Gossip Girl book in my, like, ebooks right now that I started, like, four months ago or something, and then I just, like, stopped reading it. So I need to finish it. And then, um, like, my husband and I started a book this year, and we didn't finish it, and things like that. Like, there are a lot of books that I didn't finish that I didn't intentionally say, I'm done reading this book. Um, but in the actual meaning of did not finish, I just did not finish it. So I could do one of those, but I think what I'm going to try to do is to pick a book that I DNF'd this year and try to give it another chance because I think that's more fun. I think I'm also going to talk about all the books that I DNF'd this year and try to see which ones are worth revisiting in the future. Um, but I think that that's what I'm going to do for this prompt is pick one that I specifically was like, absolutely not, I'm done. And then go back and try to reread that, which gives me limited options. But I think that there are some that I just didn't give enough of a chance to that I can figure it out. So I think it'll be fine. And then the very last prompt, finally, I know you're all like, Jesus Christ, I need to go get a snack. I need to go to the bathroom, whatever. I am starving, so I need to go eat. So thank God we are here. The last one is a free book from your TBR list. So it could be literally any book. This is what I'm saying. Pop Sugar threw us a fucking bone this year. They were like, these people just need a break. Like, we just need to give them, like, just read whatever the fuck you want to read. We need to make this so easy for people. Um, so this is any book for my TBR list. So I think I will just at any point be like, oh, well, okay, this is, this is that. This is that. So um, those are all of the prompts. So if you stuck it out with me, you're a real one. And um, yeah, those are all the books that I'm going to try to read for this challenge. Those are how I'm going to interpret all of these challenges and things like that. And I, like I said, like I just really, really love this challenge. I really love the way it challenges me to read outside of my comfort zone and to read by authors I never would have seen or heard about or anything um, I do think Bookstagram, Bookstagram helps with that too. It, it's like, oh, this is a popular book. And I'm like, oh, I've never even heard of it. Um, but I think this even more so gets into like the, the deeper, like the nitty gritty where it's like books that not everyone's talking about, not everyone's read. There's a lot of books that I read this year that I was like, oh my God, this book came out like 10 years ago and I never even knew it existed kind of thing. So, um, I think it just does a really good job of getting you to read more obscure things or things that you never would have tried in the first place kind of thing and I think it's really fun I think that were it not for this I would have maybe just read what I wanted to all year long and even though that's comfortable and even though I did do a lot of that I think that I learned I I just feel like I learn a lot when I read books I feel like I learn so so much or like something I'll talk about something in some sort of manner and I will know about something and um be able to have a conversation with my husband or something um I just think reading makes you smarter I think that reading makes you I was gonna say more articulate but um <laughs> I say um and like 700 times my podcast so am I really more articulate although I did just hear on a podcast that when you say like or um you are trying to fill the dead silence because you don't want people to feel uncomfortable and so it's a form of empathy you're just like an empathetic person when you say like and um a lot you are just trying to 
transition from word to word more smoothly because you want the other person to feel comfortable and I definitely think that that rings true because I'm a very empathetic person and I think that I do say like and um a lot and even if it's annoying I think I'm doing it subconsciously because I'm trying to get the other person to feel at ease with my words even though it probably does the exact opposite because it is making people crazy hearing me say it over and over again drink if I say it you know what I mean um I was actually listening there's a podcast that isn't coming out for a little bit but there's a podcast where I was talking to my friend Sarah which is very exciting and um there I go again I was listening to part of it and I said like it was almost every other word. It's embarrassing how many times I said like. But I, it was, we were talking on FaceTime and it was the first time that we've ever done that. And I was trying to be like, I was trying to compose myself and I was trying not to sound like an idiot. And instead I just sounded like a total idiot because I just said like over and over again. But it is what it is. Um, I, but I do think that that reading just does something. Not only does it give you like an escape the way that TV shows and things like that do, but I think it also um, introduces you to things, even if there's just like a word that's mentioned that you've never heard and you like look it up or you learn what it means, or even if there's um, there's a place that's talked about, there's a phenomenon that's talked about, there's... I, I just think it I just think it opens up a lot of things that you um you know didn't know about or haven't heard of or whatever. Um I'm still staring at this turtles all the way down cover and it reminded me um I have started Turtles All the Way Down actually and I think I DNF'd it because I think it was boring. Um, but I remember I was like, what the fuck does turtles all the way down? What the fuck does that mean? And so I had looked it up at one point and I learned what it meant. And it's, it's hard for me to explain, but it's like turtles. It's like the the same thing all the way down basically. Um, and it's like turtles getting flipped over. I I can't really explain it. You're just gonna have to look it up yourself. I guess I'm not going to do it justice, but, um, my husband and I were watching the good place, like, I don't know, last year, this year, who fucking knows anymore. And um, I, and one of the, one, at one point, Ted Danson's character says, and then it's just turtles all the way down. And I was like, oh my God, I know what he's referencing. And I explained it to my husband and my husband had never heard of it. And my husband, for me to find something out before my husband or for me to learn something before my husband is like very satisfying because my husband knows everything. So... I was able to explain it to him and he was like so like fascinated and it's just so fun and it, it's just it's so gratifying and Turtles All the Way Down is a young adult book so it's just like it doesn't matter what you read I'm like getting emotional for some reason I don't know why <laughs> I just really love books okay um it doesn't matter like what you read and it doesn't matter why you read and it doesn't matter how much you read and it doesn't matter like it none of that matters but I do feel like you get so much out of a book and I don't think you even realize it. Um, but I definitely feel like I get so, so much out of books and I feel like I have learned so much because I've read so many different books that were maybe not something I would have normally read. And I'm just like really happy. And I that's like the number one reason why I love this Pop Sugar reading challenge is that um 
I'm getting the opportunity to read something that I probably would not have if it were not for this challenge. So I think I've just said that about 16 different ways. So anyway, um, please do this with me. Even if you only do some of them, even if you only do the ones you like, even if you only do the easy ones, um, even if you only do the TBR ones, like whatever it is, please, please do this. It's so much fun. Or if you're not going to do this, set a goal. Like if you only read this, this all started because I read like 10 books or something one year. And I was like, God, that's so embarrassing. I love reading. Why am I not reading more than 10 books in a year? I'm not being intentional enough. That's why. So set a goal. Even if you don't want to do this challenge, like if you only read three books this year, then say next year, I'm going to read 20 books or I'm going to read 50 books, or I'm going to read 100 or like whatever. And that's what I do every year. I try to just up the ante every year. So um, I've already decided, like spoiler alert, I don't know, but I'm reading 115 books next year because I think it was a fluke that I was able to read 100 books this year because of COVID and the pandemic and being stuck at home. I think that if that weren't the case, I don't know if I would have gotten through as many books as I did. So to be safe, I don't want to be aggressive um, so 115 books is my goal for next year. I think it's possible I might hit 115 goals, 115 books this year. But again, I think that, um, a lot of that has to do with the pandemic. And granted, I worked most of the pandemic. Um, I think there was maybe a month that I didn't work. Um, or even, was it even a month? I think it was maybe even only a couple. I, I don't know. I got a job fairly quickly after I lost my job. Um, because I didn't know that we were going to get all this, like, whatever. I, we still haven't gotten our unemployment stuff, so I don't even know why I'm saying, like, we would have gotten extra unemployment. But, um, I got an any job, like, right away after losing my job because I was like, well, what the fuck are we going to do? Um, and then, um, yeah, and then I worked for some little hellions. But I don't think I would have read as much. I think that this year has just kind of been one for staying home and having time to do things for yourself and things like that and whatever. So just to be safe, I'm reading 115 next year, but I just like, I like highly recommend like setting a goal and just trying. And it, and the first year I set a goal, I was like very ambitious. Cause I was like, I've only read like 10 books this year. Next year, I want to try to read 52 books in 52 weeks. And I didn't, I read like 40 or something, but like to go from 10 to 40 is amazing. And then the next year I wanted to read like 64 books and I read like 50 something. But again, I went from 40 to 50. And so it's like every year you just like increase, increase, increase. And then you're reading and you know, then maybe you don't need a goal. Then maybe, maybe eventually I get to a point where I don't want to read um, a certain quantity of books. I want to read a certain quality of books. Like I want to read only books that are five star reads and I'm not going to read anything that I think is not going to be five stars or whatever. So things like that. So I just think that, um, it's a very good place to start. And if you have been reading and like reading is something that you already do, then I think the pop sugar challenge is great. Like, again, this is probably my fourth year with a reading goal. So for me to be in my fourth year and then start this challenge, I think I was like on good footing where I was already reading a lot anyway. And so to read more specific books was not that difficult for me. 
So even if this is just like a starting place for you, just like start reading, set a goal and try to do it. And like, if you don't hit it, it's not a big deal, but at least like maybe you were a little bit more intentional. I did the same thing this year with, which I've already said this 600 times, but I did the same thing this year with, um, authors of color and black authors and things like that, where, um, I wanted to try to read more by people of color or by black people. And did I do a very good job? No. Did I read books by people of color and by black authors? Yes. Did I the year before? Probably not. I probably read a handful of books that were by people of color. Um, so this year I think I did a little bit better with that because I was trying to be more intentional and things like that. So I think that just like setting that intention is helpful. And if you can, why not? And, um, if you like reading, reading makes you happy. And, um, I promise that you won't be upset that you wasted time reading a book. I'm never, ever, ever upset that I wasted time on a book unless the book was terrible and I didn't DNF it soon enough where the crawdads sing. Um, but I've never, I never regret reading. So I think that it's definitely something that you should do if you don't already do it. And if you are feeling ambitious and you want to do the pop sugar challenge with me, do it and we can compare notes and we can talk about what we did for each prompt because I think it's way more fun to talk to people that you know or that you share like-minded things with um, versus just like random strangers on the internet that I don't know. So uh, until next time, thanks for enduring this super long podcast with me. I'm going to go eat lunch. You should do the same.